Welcome back to Copilot, the podcast where we watch not just the first episode of a show, unless it was the last episode, then we only watched the first episode of the show, but we did watch both episodes. This is that second part, because this is the podcast where we watch two episodes of a show, because the pilot episode may not be the best representation of it. And so we watch the first two episodes to let you know our opinion on if a show deserves more than just one shot. I'm Josh, with me is my co-pilot. I'm Justice. And today we pick up from our layover where we left off yesterday with Hills. Episode 2, Dusty Fish. Okay, so Hills Episode 2 literally picks up the day after the first episode ends. Yeah. Ace is fucking, because this is a Star's original TV show. So you have to at least get one sex scene in an episode. Right, there has to be boobs in every episode, or it's not a premium channel TV show. Mm-hmm. They're still operating out of basically what just made them popular, successful channels in like the early to late nineties, right? I would assume so. Like that's what it feels like. But yeah, so Ace is bone and crystal mm-hmm. in his mom's tiny house, where she can hear everything happening, and that, that's basically just our introduction. There's really nothing going on in that scene other than that, and we kind of just code over to Jack. Who is waking up? His eyes black. He's kind of sore and uncomfortable. He also has a giant mark on his back from where he hit the rope. Yep. And then he gets up. It's a Monday morning. He's got work. Mm-hmm. Man has an actual job because wrestling isn't the only thing he does. So he's got to get up, get ready, go to work. Where he sells lawnmowers for a living. Well, it feels more like he sells like lawn care things because it looks like more than just lawnmowers. Obviously, he sells lawnmower and lawnmower accessories. Yes, he works for Strickland Lawnmowers. <laughs> But so he heads in, he's late, and he gets into his office because apparently he has like an assistant manager position, I would say. Some position, I don't know. He has a desk. And when he gets in, there's no chair at his desk. And then the owner of the store walks out of the bathroom and he's just like, if you want a chair, you should get here on time. Which is kind of a dick thing to do. Like, yeah. And Jack ends up sitting on like a wire basket tipped on its side. And then like the moment he sits down, the guy's like, now let's get out there and sell some stuff because, you know, that's our job. Yep. And Jack's an actor, right? Like, that's his job. Yeah. Like, well, that's not his real job. But that's what he does. It's his passion. That's what wrestling is. Wrestling is acting. That's why there's such a big crossover between wrestling and acting. Like, let's not pretend that Dwayne Johnson is one of the world's highest grossing actors because he learned how to act after he got out of wrestling. Yeah. And I mean, you know, understandably, you would think Jack's probably a pretty good salesman because a lot of salesmen are basically just putting on a fucking act, you know, making you like them, make you think you need this item. So he has a nice set of tools and he's trying to get this sell to go through and his manager's kind of doing a piss poor job for well, his boss. His, his manager, like, is trying to get this sell to go and he brings Jack over and introduces Jack as the family man. And like, yeah, he's trying to use Jack as, a, as the closer. And like, the issue is bringing somebody in and being like, this is the family man tells the person you're bringing in. That you want them to play up being a family man. Yeah, so Jack actually takes the guy over to a bit more expensive lawnmower. Uh, zero turn radius, one of those nice lawnmowers. And Jack's talking about, like, how this is great for, like, you know, kind of a family experience. Like, Jack himself remembers when he was a kid riding around on the lawnmower with his dad. His dad would go out to cut the grass. Jack would sit in his lap. And when, you know, his mom wasn't paying attention, his dad would let him mow. Maybe occasionally take a sip of beer because it was, like, that fucking time period. And the guy he's selling to is just like, well, it's really just for my kid. I want him out playing video games and jack's like well it's great for that too like like i said my dad had me mowing the lawn with it but like the issue is jack's boss was trying to like get the sell and like teed jack up wrong 
yeah, he teed Jack up as the family man, so Jack ran the family man perspective and attempted at it. And so the guy didn't buy a lawnmower. He walked down, and Jack's boss got angry. He's like, the guy came in wanting to buy a lawnmower he had. And Jack was like, I mean, I don't think so. He was just looking around. The manager was like, he had blah, 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 so much money on him. He had a brand new F-450 truck. Yeah, he had money for it. And it's just like, also, F-450 trucks are expensive. Yeah, unless you buy it used or from a friend and... A small town like that, trust me, a lot of people are just passing around vehicles. Oh, he said it was a brand new F-450. But also, I've met so many fucking people in small towns where they care so much about the vehicle. It's like, yeah, that could easily be brand fucking new. I can't tell you because they take so much fucking good care of their trucks. All I know, F-450s, expensive boys. Yeah. I mean, the guy can still be fucking paying off on that rather than a fucking lawnmower, too. Yeah. But yeah, Jack's boss is pissed because Jack didn't secure the cell, even though Jack's boss fucked up. Yeah. So quickly, this scene ends with Jack's boss being like, I don't know why my dad kept you around here. He seemed to like you and had like something to keep you here because he liked your dad too, but I don't give a shit about that. You're not coming into work on time. You're not selling. I don't need you here. And basically is flexing. I have power over you. I get to dictate what you get to do or not. I can fire you. Did you know I could fire you? God damn it. <laughs> so after that scene, we go back to the DWL. Yep. And the wrestlers are all hulling around. And they're like, man, if Jack's going to do that shit to his brother. What's he going to fucking do to us? None of us are safe here. Like, Mind you, of course, the person leading this talk is Rooster. The guy who was most upset with just how everything was going down anyways. Yeah, Rooster has like this idea that he's being persecuted. Mm-hmm. Because and he's he black. Make, he because... makes it out to be a black thing. And then Apocalypse steps in. And Apocalypse is like, whoa, you need to calm that down right now. You know that's not what's going on here. Because of Tom problem. and Jack, they brought me back after I had a massive problems with my sobriety. They gave me another chance. Mm-hmm. And Jack's one of the main reasons I'm still sober now. Well, Ten like, years. Apocalypse got a shot at being champion, and he was champion. Mm-hmm. But he wasted that because he had too many problems with alcohol and like. But Jack had still to go brought re- him back. Re- re- rehabilitation. And like, Rooster's like, yeah, you were champion for what? Like two weeks? And Apocalypse is literally like. Yeah, but that was my fault, not yeah, theirs. Yeah, don't, don't put that on them. That was me. And they still brought me back after that. Apocalypse is a big dude. And I don't mean that in like, he's physically big. He that is. is true. He's a former NFL linebacker in real life, mm-hmm. but he's... Big in a maturity sense. Yeah, like, I like Apocalypse as a character. Very good dude. Yeah, but they kind of just go, it is literally just like this cyclical conversation of them complaining about that. Meanwhile, Ace is... No, 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 no. no. Sorry. We forgot a fun thing here. Okay. Because when they're talking about that, they also get to the point of, because Willie comes in, because she has to replace a smoke alarm thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're all too fucking lazy to do it, and she bitches at them about that. Well, yeah, before... But right before that, Mm -hmm. because they're asking about the script and stuff, we see Bobby Pin come in, and he is head to toe, except for the flats of his hands and, like... The very edges of his face. face covered in turquoise body paint. Yep. And, and wearing like, a turquoise uh, athletic spat? Yeah. And he's like, I got a brand new idea for a character. So, uh. Get this. I'm going to be turquoise. And his entire point of inspiration for this is the night before he and some friends drove to Atlanta to be some backgrounds in a superhero movie. He didn't get to go on at any point. He was never on film. But they did him up in all this body paint. And it was like, then it struck me. Turquoise. So everyone fucking laughs at him. And when Willie comes in, they all ask about the script because they haven't heard anything from Jack okay, so yet. I do want to just pause real fast. Turquoise is a stupid idea. Yeah. But if it's executed well, fans will love it. Yeah, that's true. Like, Goldust is a thing because... He's so stupid, but people love it. Yeah, well, also because Dusty Rhodes, Dustin Rhodes is like A-list talent. Yeah. But so when Willie comes in, she tells them they don't have the script yet. And they're all complaining about it. And she's like, I guarantee you Jack's just finishing up. He's probably, you know, working at that new angle for turquoise. And Bobby, bless his himbo heart. He's just like, 
Oh, did you tell him about that? He's already working on that? Did, did you text him? I, I didn't see you text him. And she just walks out of the room. Yeah, Diego brings it up to her. He's like, hey, what's, what's up with the script? The tickets aren't on sale yet. And like... Jack hasn't said anything to us. Yeah. You can't cancel the show. People are like counting on that money. And I yeah. don't think that's true. I mean, if they're all... Even if they're making 50 bucks, like yeah. sometimes you just need that 50 bucks to get you through at the end of the month. End of the week, yeah. End of the week, uh, end of the month. Like, they might be counting on it. It's not a lot, but if you're in a position where you really need money, 50 bucks is a fuck. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on the person. And all we know is Ace was making 50 bucks, and he's probably been there the least amount of time compared to everyone else. That's a fair point. I wouldn't be surprised if Jack's playing the other guys like 100 bucks a show. Like, Diego's fucking been there since Tom. I get to see Jack being like, yeah, Diego, you get 100 bucks. Yeah, but at the same time, why wouldn't Jim have said something then to Ace when they were talking about pay? Jim is legitimately Ace's friend in the weirdest way possible. Yeah, yeah. But I also feel like Jim's probably a bit of a peacekeeper between the two. Like, if they're actually socially interacting. Because he used to be both a friend with Jack and Ace. Yeah. So he's probably just like, I'm gonna not say shit I shouldn't. Well, also, Jim is just a good dude, and I still don't understand how he's friends with Ace. Neither do I. But speaking of Ace, as you were trying to get to her earlier, mm-hmm. so while they're all talking here, Ace is off fucking crying about the fact that he's not champion and that he lost, and that he Continually cried in front of calling everyone. and recalling Wild Bill because it keeps going to voicemail. Mm-hmm. And, and Crystal I- straight up tells him, hey... Stop. You look fucking desperate and pathetic yeah. right I now. I think we get a cut to Bill in this scene, and it's just Bill hooking up with a prostitute, and he looks at the phone and she's like, Scoss, kind of chuckles at it, puts it down, and that's that scene. I mean, to be fair, what did Wild Bill say he wanted to see out of Ace? Oh, I was going to say, to be fair, he is paying for that time, so he doesn't have time to be on a phone <laughs> call. Uh, <laughs> but you also make a valid point. Wanted to see adaptability. What did he see? A grown man crying in a ring. Yeah. That's literally like a line from later when Ace is talking to him because Ace does make contact at that point, finally. But so Ace is trying to call Bill and he's in his room at his mother's house, which don't get me wrong, nothing wrong with that. Ace is in his 20s being a millennial fucking sucks. Who has money nowadays? I'm cool with it. I understand. But his mother is very religious, as we learned in the first episode. Like there was a line that we didn't talk about. Yeah, Bill, where asks, Bill and Jack are talking and Bill asks Jack, how's, how's your, your mom, mom doing? And Jack says something like, you should ask Jesus. She's the only one he t- she talks to anymore. Yeah. So. And also when he was doing the whole Bible spell to Ace and Ace didn't recognize. Esau and Jacob. Esau and Jacob. Bill was just like, I know your mama. She'd slap you right upside the head right now. But yeah. So she's cooking casserole for supper. Mm-hmm. And she calls Ace out of his bedroom for supper. Ace comes out. Crystal comes out. And Ace starts like setting up a spot on the table for Crystal. And his mom's like freaking out. She's like, I only made enough for two people. Da, da, da. And that's not Be- true. Before he even realizes it's casserole, he's setting it up. And then she's pulling out casserole. And he's complaining that it's casserole now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, there's definitely more than enough for two people. Which I think partially is because apparently their mo- his mother's casserole is shit and doesn't want to eat it. So, you know, voice that suffering upon someone else as well. But also because nobody makes casserole for two. Yeah, like, like who, when you legitimately, who makes casserole for two people? I mean, we make a quick and dirty casserole, like tuna. But yeah, yeah, but that's not even a real casserole. Yeah, no. Like, even if you buy actual box casserole, I think the minimum serving size for like any box casserole I've seen is four people. Well, I mean, also, like, most casseroles are baked in, like, a, a traditional, like, Casserole bake, pan? Which is, like, going to serve, like, nine, nine. servings, maybe, like, <laughs> yeah. maybe, like, anywhere between, like, nine and, like, 15 servings. Yeah. So, like, you have more than enough to share here. But, so, Crystal's just like, it's fine, I'll leave, and she does. But, like, when she goes to leave, Ace's mom follows her out. She's like, Ace is going to get a clean break. That means no more of your shit. You're just dragging him down. He doesn't need this. Yeah. 
And we all know for a fact it's the other fucking way around. Like, Crystal's the one that deserves a clean break here. She shouldn't be dealing with this shit. She should respect herself more and be putting herself in a better position because Ace is a piece of shit. Yeah, Ace is, Ace is a terrible human being. So like... his mom goes back in, though, and she's talking to Ace, and she's telling Ace he just needs a fresh start. It's all going to be fine. It's going to be great. You and Jack are going to talk it out and work it out. And shortly after that, he gets a call back from Bill, and developmental doesn't really want him because, you know, he cried in the wrestling ring. And I mean, in their defense. Unless that's part of your story, probably not a good look, right? He broke down in the middle of the stage and started crying. Mm-hmm. Which, if that was part of the story, he managed to do that and actually cry. Kudos to him. And that shows good work. Especially because it's really hard to, like, fake tears. Mm-hmm. But uh, when it's not, and it's clearly not part of the performance, there's an entirely different issue going on there. Yep. But Ace is out. The developmental's not interested. And while this is going on, Willie is at a diner with Charlie Goley. The... If, you don't, if you don't remember, Charlie is the owner of Flora Wrestling Dystopia. Owner and showrunner of the hardcore show promotion coming out of Florida. The guy who aims to control the South's wrestling circuit. And to that end, he's come to Duffy to offer to buy the dome. Yeah, it's unclear at the beginning exactly what he wants to do. Willie thinks he just wants to, like, invest. And then the moment she says the word invest in the dome, he laughs very derisively. And she's like, hell no, I don't want to invest in the dome. I want to buy the dome. Yeah, so he's basically like, I'm already selling out all in North Florida. And I, I need to get a foothold here in Georgia. The mm-hmm. dome already has history. I want to buy the dome. Yeah. And at a point, Willie, like, suggests, well, like, you and Jack could work together. And Charlie's like, I'm going to blow Jack out of the water. And apparently this is all because he has a chip on his shoulder because Jack at a point said that Charlie's ego was going to be his downfall. That Charlie didn't know anything about wrestling and that his ego was going to be his downfall. And Which, to be fair, based on the bookings at FWD, Charlie knows nothing about wrestling and his ego yeah. is going to be his downfall. And also, you know, if all this started after Charlie started running his like campaign about how DWL was shit and all that, understandable response and actually a good measured controlled response from jack yeah and even if it didn't start before that charlie's like ongoing vendetta is not a controlled response like also i don't know if you got the feeling but in this interaction with them there's very much the feeling that willie and charlie personally know each other yeah one of the episode descriptions actually nope that's that's wild bill never mind yeah no i know she personally knows wild bill but that's obvious she's been working at the dome a while well her and wild bill used to be a fling oh okay yeah but it feels like she knows charlie personally i might be wrong yeah, it feels like they know each other. They have history. But it also makes sense, back- though, because he was a magnet for bait and fishing accessories. And she said her other job, if not this, would be to, to be a tournament bass pro fisher. Yep. They probably have history of some sort. Yeah. So this diner interaction ends with Willie just straight up rejecting his offer to buy the dome. She's just like, no, that's not going to happen. But then because it's kind of her job, she has to call Jack and be like, hey, Charlie's put an offer in on the dome. Although, before she ever gets that phone call and Jack's at dinner with his family. Yeah. And his wife's trying to make a big deal out of it being a family dinner and them all sitting down together and, like, him not doing work at the table because he, he takes that laptop that he's working on the script with everywhere. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about how he needs to apologize to Ace and so on and so forth. And he's like, uh-huh. Yep. And also, I think it was at the beginning of the episode, we hear, like, a weird scuffle and we got, like, a oh, brief yeah, there's scene. Oh, yeah, there's an entire subplot about yeah, we got a brief squirrels scene. in the attic. Yeah, there are squirrels in the attic. S-I-M-A, squirrels in my attic. And Stacy's trying to tell him about the squirrels here, I think. At dinner, he's just kind of ignoring yeah. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
He's just like, oh, that's fine. I'll get around to it. Blah, 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 blah. And kind of just, you know, passive comments of like, sure. Yep. That's good. Let's do that. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yep. And so he gets a phone call from Elaine, leaves the table to go outside to take the call. And it's a good thing he goes outside because as soon as she tells him that Charlie's trying to buy the dome, oh, he like he explodes. And it's not Willie's fault. Like he, he no, is, no, no. he's not anger. yelling at Willie. Like Willie on the phone, he's you know, upset about. She's like, no, I fucking understand, man. Like the fucking audacity of this man. Yep. So I think also Stacy wants Jack to cancel their next show. Yeah, she's saying that like until because he can apologize to Ace. Until they... he can apologize to Ace, because Ace was a no show at like the practice, mm-hmm. and he hasn't been in contact with Ace. So he has nothing for a script going forward at right now. Like Jack is literally massive fucking writer's block on his script. She's just like, just cancel the show; it'll be fine. And he's like, I can't. People are counting on me. Yeah. So you know he's pressuring himself, and we know people actually are relying on him. It's not like a false pressure that you get for your main characters in so many fucking yeah. shows. So he's kind of just stewing and dealing with that, and we go back to Ace. And Ace is just fucking drinking. And it's not no, it's not a um, it's not a rehearsal that Ace doesn't show up to. It's that next week's show. Oh yeah, you're right. He's a no. He, show he's there. a no show. They they have to redo the finale, and the crowd's all angry and shit. Yeah. And we're into the next week at this point, and Jack still doesn't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. See, I couldn't remember if they were talking about canceling the first show. I don't or know what. if it's a full week between the shows, or if like they do maybe multiple shows a week. Yeah. I just knew Ace fucking skipped out on something. I forgot it was a show. You're right. Yep, it's a show. It's a full on show. He just skips out on. But yeah, so. Ace, having missed that show, having, like, been told that he's not going to be in developmental, he just disappears. Yeah, we see him, like, sitting in his room at home at first, and he's kind of just looking around, and he pulls out, like, a bottle of, like, whiskey from a mm-hmm. sock drawer and starts drinking it, and um, there, there was actually a scene that just popped in my mind that we skipped a moment ago. When Crystal went home, yeah. we do see a bit more of Crystal development here. Oh, yeah. And then it is, she's actually, we see her wrestle here for the first time, vaguely. Yeah, she, she's she goes playing home. on the trampoline with the neighbor kids. I'm not sure if they're her neighbor kids or what. Yeah, I think they're, they're neighbor kids. And they want her to suplex them. Yeah. So she goes out and she like has a perfect fucking bridge on the German suplex that she delivers, which seems impossible on a fucking trampoline. Yeah, because trampoline. But yeah, they're children, but like the form and technique is what matters there. Yeah, because you could say like yeah, they're children, so it's easier to lift them, but like they're children, so they're prob- actually harder to work with because they don't know how to take the blow. So you have to actually worry about not killing kids. Also, when you're doing a German suplex with a, with a partner that's actually helping, you they don't jump. Do- you don't do a lot of the lifting. Yeah, your partner will jump up. Unlike Jack, when he German suplexed Ace, because mm-hmm. he did all the lift there. Yeah, so he's back around. He's super fucking old. He did all the lifting of a full-grown muscular man. Got punched in the face, slammed into the ropes, left a giant mark on his back, flipped over them, and landed on his back on the fucking ground. So... This is apparently a thing I learned from, like, just watching behind-the-scenes stuff with, like, wrestlers and whatnot. Hitting the ropes, even, like, you run a... He's uncomfortable. They painful. bruise you. Like, yeah, they... Because they're high-tension fucking cable with, like, a small rubber yeah, like, wrap around them. It takes a long time to get used to hitting those ropes with enough force to, like, look like you're hitting the ropes. But not actually hurting yourself. Yep. Yeah. A long-ass fucking time. And it's even worse if you're, like, shorter than the five-foot-six rope and your head your hits... Because your fucking face. And your head hits that rope every single time. It's why you'll notice a lot of smaller wrestlers, when they go to hit the ropes, a lot of the time, their arms are up and it hits their arms first, and then their head goes forward a bit, because they absorb that fucking impact on their arms. Well, I was talking about hitting it with your back, but yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking about, like, when they're going face forward, it's almost always, mm-hmm. let's stop that with our arms. Yeah, If because... it's a shorter wrestler and they're hitting with their back, their head is always bent forwards, mm-hmm. so it's hitting the back of their neck, upper part of their back. Yeah, because if you're short, you don't want to run into those at like 10 miles an hour yeah or be slung into them at 10 miles an hour mm-hmm. painful 
But yeah, so Ace is drinking hard liquor and he kind of just disappears. And so Mama Spade ends up calling Jack in the middle of the night. Jack's in bed. Mm -hmm. Him and his wife just had an argument about him needing to apologize to Ace again. Yeah. Because and he's just like, I'll get around to it eventually. Yeah. Before this, actually, we kind of missed a scene where Did we? I think it might have actually been before Jack's family dinner. They're all sitting around in the living room and Jack's listening to YouTube videos about the reception of Ace's. Oh, yeah. He's just ring. he's just watching videos about how piss poor riding it was and how bad Ace was and all that. Yeah. And his wife's like, hey, next time, maybe headphones. Because yeah. we have a kid here who, like, idolizes your brother and, like, also, you fuck that shit. Also, there are people cursing about it on the videos. Yeah. And we know that Stacy doesn't like the cursing because the moment Ace said fuck in the first episode, she immediately covered her son's ears. We know that at least Jack has an outlook on cursing, maybe just as a brand or maybe as a personal thing, because he doesn't want cursing at his shows either. Yeah. So that happens at a point and then jack gets Dinner, the call call mm-hmm. jack gets the call from his mom and at first she's like it's fine he'll be back it's no problem and she's just like no he's gone gone he went out the window i know nothing he didn't take his phone with him and, yeah so ace is off doing that and jack is like okay kind of sleepily stumbles out of bed puts on some pants and goes out to find his brother he drives over to his mom's house and when he gets there crystal is also just arriving and of course mama spade is immediately just like death glare at crystal yep so after they talk with mama spade for a minute get an idea of what's going on jack looks through ace's room crystal and jack head off to find ace well really jack heads off to find ace and then crystal imposes her herself and she's just like i'm not gonna like leave i'm coming with you and he's just i'm like, not just staying here with your mother either like and he's just like yeah i guess that one's for the best Yep, so here we get a little more backstory. We got some hints at this in the previous episode, mm-hmm. but Tom Spade, Tom the King Spade, an abusive alcoholic. Yeah, there was a brief bit in the first episode when Bill's going off about Cain and Abel and all that shit, where he asks if, you know, Ace hates his brother, and Ace goes starts to tell a story about how Jack would, like, take him to school and shit because of their dad, and Bill's just like, don't tell me a fucking sad story, and yep. we cut that off immediately there. Yep, and so while they're driving here, Crystal asks where Ace might be. And Jack is like, well, there's this stand on a friend of our dad's property we used to go to when things got tough. He's probably out there. Whenever he gets deep in a bottle of whiskey, he ends up out there. And she, the moment whiskey, Ace doesn't drink. He has a couple of beers every now and then. But he doesn't drink any hard thing, anything hard. And uh, Jack's just like, no, I know he isn't. He's like, how do you know? He's like, his sock drawer is open. That's where I taught him to hide his whiskey. Mm -hmm. And so, like, apparently Ace doesn't drink hard stuff because their dad was an alcoholic and like he doesn't want to follow in those footsteps but he does like have bottles of hard alcohol hidden mm-hmm. away and stuff and as jack you and think he hides it away because he, he feels ashamed about drinking hard liquor or because his mother would throw it away i think it's because his mother would throw it the fuck out mm, makes sense yeah she seems a little bit controlling <laughs> a little yeah a little that's what i said so while jack and Crystal are driving they actually kind of bond a bit more and jack seems to start to warm up to crystal because they're vaguely they, talking in they, like, they both had wrestling alcoholic. metal for and they both had alcoholic abusive parents yeah. and yeah so they get out to the stand and surprise surprise ace isn't there we're kind of following ace around right now yeah because ace well. and he's just stumbling through town fucking drunk i wouldn't say town it's like the outskirts of town he like stumbles past the <laughs> welcome to duffy sign and shit he stumbles past the welcome to duffy sign and then he's stumbling through a parking lot of 
like a knockoff family dollar yeah and then he ends up at a bar Mm -hmm. specifically a bar where rooster works yep rooster is the mc for a karaoke night at this bar Mm -hmm. he runs all the karaoke shiz he also is an actual performer it seems like he sings there because he was performing and he's like and now we're gonna open it up to karaoke when he sees ace come in he can go deal with fucking ace okay yeah that's right and ace is already blasted drunk and as soon as he gets there he orders two shots of whiskey and we're just like hey uh I, i can't drink i'm working and Ace does that thing where he's like, no, 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 no. Well, these are both for me. Mine. They're both mine. Yeah. And so some guys get up to start performing. And the entire time Ace is making a fucking ass of himself. He's being like because- belligerently like, woo, good song, great choice, blah, 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 blah. I'm like bashing them. Because what else would Ace do other than be an asshole? Even when he's drunk and we're supposed to feel sorry for him, what would he do other than be an asshole? Mm-hmm. And so while that's going on, uh, Rooster kind of looks away for a moment to talk to someone else. And in that time, Ace has stumbled up to the stage and picked a song and is now getting ready to sing. Well, he asked Rooster, how does somebody go about... Oh, yeah, yeah. So he's, he's picked a song, but he's not, like, getting ready to sing yet because Rooster has to, like, eventually call him up. But we cut back to Jack... Yeah, because there's a sign-up list. Yeah, 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 but Rooster doesn't cue the song up. Ace takes the stage from someone. Pretty sure. He literally forces his way on the stage. He might take the mic from Rooster because he's insisting that it's his turn now. That's later. He first, like, has to sign up. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying when he takes the yeah, stage, it doesn't so, get handed over to him. I mean, it kind of does. He's like, when's it going to be my turn, Rooster? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he stumbles on stage and, like, takes the mic and Rooster cues up his song. Yeah, yeah. it is the song he requested. But that is after we spend a little more time with Jack and Crystal driving around town because she's like, well, how are we going to find him now? And Jack's like, we just drive until we see him. Now we look. And that's about the time that Jack gets a call from Rooster. Yeah. And is like, hey, your brother's here at the bar and he's fucking blasted. Yeah. So when, just before Jack and Crystal get there, Ace is now doing his song. Yeah. He takes the mic from Rooster. Is like, And there are, like, everyone in the crowd is fucking heckling him. Yeah. Because he's singing, like, the saddest shit. Well, I don't remember what song it is. but Even before he starts singing the sad song, this guy who apparently had beef with Ace in high school. Yeah. He's like, I bet you you're going to sing a sad song, probably about how your daddy killed himself or something. You know what? And then he says something like, equivalently, like, why don't you just do like your daddy did? Yeah. Uh, and then Ace says, I don't remember exactly what, what it is, but Ace says something about, remember that time I beat your ass in high school? Yeah. And the guy's like, no, seems pretty important to you, though. Yeah. And the entire bar area kind of laughs about him. Yeah. And, and then, then I think Ace makes a joke about fucking the guy's girlfriend in high school as well. Uh, as fucking, his, fucking his wife. His currently. wife. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then... Ace proceeds to sing a sad song. And in walk Jack and Crystal. About the time Ace starts actively crying while singing his song. Yes. Which causes the crowd to laugh at him and boo him. And people to record it on their cell phone. Mm-hmm. He's never living this down ever, ever, ever. Yeah, so the guy at the pool table that he was antagonizing, um, Travis, that's his name, they end up basically, Travis says some other bullshit as Ace is slurring his words, and Ace goes to start a fight with him. And I think here Travis shoves Ace first because he makes a joke about how, because Ace says he could kick his ass still. Yeah. And, and like, Travis is like, everyone knows wrestling's not real. So this is my favorite thing. Like, in general, here's a hint, people. Wrestling is unreal. But you know, you know what, though? They have to know how to actually do those moves. Yeah, they have to know how to do those moves. That way they can actually not do them. Yeah, because if you suplex somebody and that person's not trained to take the suplex, there's a good chance you're going to break their neck. Or part of their back or any number of things. Like, so Travis shoves him. Mm-hmm. And before Ace can get a swing off, Jack grabs Travis. Mm-hmm. And 
bar fight breaks out. Yeah, just decks him right in the face. And like, well, I think when Jack first grabs him, actually, Travis says something about wrestling again. He's just like, oh, so now you're going to have your brother come in and step in for you? You're too much of a baby or some shit? And Jack's like, let, let it go, man. Just like, and then Travis insults wrestling to Jack. And this is, you know, Jack's passion, his, what he would want to be his livelihood. And that's like, thing yeah. he loves. So Jack fucking like tackles the guy onto the table. Yep. And ends up turning into like a full on bar fight. Jack and Ace back to back rooster jumping in to help him even though he, this is his job yeah. like crystal tries to at a point and i think jack just kind of pushes her she back she slaps a like pitcher of beer in some dude's face like not yeah, like yeah. she dashes the beer in his face she slams the fucking pitcher directly in his face yeah and i think jack kind of moves her out of the fight and fight ends with rooster throwing everyone out of the bar and ace is just like i knew you'd come my back man we're bros and rooster's just like not in the fucking bar i work here and then goes back inside because yep. if it's in the parking lot he doesn't have to fucking worry about it so jack and ace are walking out the bar and Travis and his crew come out and try to continue shit. And I think Ace it, goes to swing. Yeah, just as they're getting ready to, like, again, throw down 2v2, Crystal comes up behind these guys and, and hits a dude with a full-on hurricanrana. She hits Travis with the fucking hurricanrana. Yeah, and that's it. That's head first spike DDT. Yeah, and this is the moment where Jack's just like, I think I like you now. I, I think she can wrestle. Yeah, he, he doesn't say it. He just, <laughs> like, compliments her on the hurricanrana. But you can tell Jack's just like, hmm, this girl, she might be acceptable. Yep. So Jake then takes Ace back home, and as they're on the porch talking, Jake's Jack's trying to kind of like apologize, but Ace is like, you know what, bro? I hate you. You ruined my life. I legitimately fucking hate you. You're just a failed lawnmower salesman. Yep. And he literally spits on Jack. Yep. He goes back in the house. Jack's left standing on the porch, and... Jack just kind of, you know, thinks about it, seems to kind of accept that maybe Ace has a point and just fucking goes home. Yep. And, like, Jack is here now, like, forced to deal with, like, the fact that he's the one that drew his brother into wrestling because Ace didn't want to wrestle. Ace didn't want to be part of the family business. But when Tom died, Jack needed help, so he brought Ace in. And so he brought his brother in, and then, like, he legitimately ruined his brother's career. Like, shot at being... Yeah. Uh, massively successful instead ace now works at like a win dixie or some shit and he worked in Wendy's. i think Wendy's is a place uh it's a chain of okay he, cha- it's a chain company well chain we know ace quit that job yeah but he's he still, Jimmy, he still works in some type, of, some type of chain job i don't think ace has a job oh maybe not no he's he's currently unemployed he, you're he's right. just living at home with his mom yeah yeah, yeah he yeah. quit working at win dixie yep. to wrestle yep and so we kind of pop in on the other wrestlers and again rooster's complaining and this is kind of a conversation that came up a bit with apocalypse before him but rooster is talking to apocalypse and he's just like it was that whole i want a shot thing and he's talking about how that's not fair jack never talks to him jack doesn't give him the time of day jack doesn't care about him or what he can do when apocalypse is just like just talk to the man jack's a reasonable guy he can't read your mind man we did miss something though outside of ace's house oh yeah yeah so after ace has spit on jack jack like walks back to his truck Mm -hmm. and crystal's still there and she's like you know after tonight and him crying on stage and him dodging a show mm. he he might make a hell of a good hill he would be a great hill yeah people are people are gonna love to hate him right now that's the angle yeah and i think jack basically says something along so i think yeah tell him that yeah because ace is one of those people who doesn't want to ever be a hill which is fucking dumb i would love to be a hill if i was gonna have to choose between being a face or a hill i mean i get it and like going back to talk as jericho my main touch point for behind the scenes wrestling stuff chris jericho has never been a champion while being a hill while being a face yeah no and he he that's one of his like bucket lists in wrestling is like be a good guy champion so that yeah. he can like meet and greet fans and like shit like and he does that now like he meets and greets fans even yep. like when he's 
heel, but like it's because times have changed. But like he just wants to be a good guy champion because he's never been that. Yeah, and like I get it from that angle, but like never wanting to be a heel was so weird. Yeah, being a heel feels like it'd be so much freedom on the mic. Whereas being a face, you have to continue, you have to pander. Yeah, you have to make people like you. And that just feels so much harder than making people like to hate you. Yeah. So uh, in this conversation with Rooster and Apocalypse, where Rooster is talking about how Jack doesn't respect him, Jack doesn't respect him, and Apocalypse is just like, just talk to the fucking man. Uh, Rooster brings up the possibility of leaving DWL to go work for FWD, Florida Wrestling Dystopia, because it's not like Rooster's Hold on. never worked at another... Hold on. Florida Wrestling Dystopia! Thank you. Thank you for making me wait for that. You're welcome. So... Rooster's just talking about how he can jump ship to go to FWD because, you know, he's worked at other places before and maybe at FWD they'll give him a chance that he deserves. And Apocalypse is just like, man, just talk to the man before you make any decisions like this. We should mention they're actually in the gift shop of a ho- of a hospital while they're having this conversation. They are. And the entire time they're having this conversation, Diego's kind of just in the background like chiming in like, yeah, man, it's not that bad here. It's all good. My, my favorite part though is this is the exact moment where we get the, um, where we get Rooster being like, you know, he's, he won't make me a champion. Because I'm black. And Apocalypse is like, the fuck? I was champion. I'm black. And then Diego's like, you know, if anybody should be complaining here, it's me. A Mexican's never been on the wall. Yeah. And we also have Big, not Big Jim. The we enti- have Bobby yeah, the- Pin in the background, constantly just kind of chiming in the background. Do you think I should get a panda or, or a giraffe? Or a giraffe. And like, they're all like, you should get the panda. And he's like, oh, no, he doesn't ask about a panda. Uh, He asks about something else because Diego mentions the panda because it's a sign of like hope. Well, like he mentions two different things. Yeah. And Diego and Apocalypse are being like, get the panda. panda. Yeah. And at the end of the day, like he does, he gets like a bull or something like completely, completely yeah. different than what they were talking about. <laughs> it's great. So kind of in beating around the bush here. They're all in the hospital because Big Jim's wife is going into labor. Big Jim's having a kid. And they're trying to buy a present for the kid, for like the parents. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they're all not, but Bobby Penn is. Yeah. And then they're having that conversation and kind of just peters off to the end. They never really reach an outcome on that. And we're at the outside where we see Ace and Jack. Well, not yet. Ace is upstairs with everybody and Ace's mom shows up. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, where's Jack? I thought he'd come with you. And she's like, he's outside. He doesn't want to come up here and see everybody after what you did to him. Well, you got their names mixed up, but yeah. Sorry. Jack is upstairs. Yeah. Ace is out in the car. And Jack's like, where's Ace? I thought he'd come with you. And she's like, well, he doesn't want to come up here and see everybody after what you did to him. And like, I told you, you guys had to be good to each other. Yeah. And you know, she's right there because Jack was a complete and absolute dick, like legitimately kind of a monster to his brother. But like also Ace is a piece of shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like if Ace was any better of a person, I feel bad for him. I don't. I don't in this. It's hard to feel bad for a man that that is that big of a piece of shit. Anyways, Jack goes outside to talk to Ace. I mean, we have the obviously, oh, look, heartwarming scene. Everyone's around Jim and his wife and the baby. Ooh, so nice. And we do see Ace kind of pop in and lean in the doorway. Not yet. Jack and Ace have a conversation outside. Do they have that conversation beforehand? Jack goes outside and eventually convinces Ace to come in. Yeah. Currently, they're still in like the waiting room area. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they have to wait forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. So outside the hospital, Jack and Ace are talking about everything. And Jack's apologizing, but only kind of. Yeah, it's more really just like, look, man, I really need you to come back. I promise you, if you come back, you won't be a hill. I'll make sure the storyline doesn't make you a hill. Nobody's ever going to boo you again, which is not a promise Jack can make. Yeah, but Ace agrees to that. Yep, so... They reconcile a little bit, and Ace follows Jack up to the, I guess, what's it called? I'm going to say neonatal, but, like, this isn't the, the NICU. This is just the baby ward? I don't know. 
God, I don't know hospitals. Uh, also, NICU is not the same place as neonatal. Neonatal care is just for babies. NICU is for neonatal intensive care unit. Yes. So it is the neonatal word then. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah, Maybe. yeah. So uh, <laughs> anyways, sure definitely not they go the into NICU. Big Jim's wife's room and Ace kind of like hangs back in the back. He's, he still feels like everybody's going to judge him for crying in the ring and whatnot. But Jack goes in, gets to hold the baby. Big Jim and everybody's all happy. And... That's it. Everybody yeah. glad to be there. They, they seem to make a moment out of Crystal holding the baby. Like they focus in on that with the yeah. camera and the scene. It's just like Big Jim comes. Mm. Big Jim kind of steps out of the room so he can be next to Ace for a minute, and like yeah. grab Ace's shoulder and make sure he's okay. So I feel like there's only one of two reasons to really make Crystal an important moment in the scene, which they seem to try to do a bit. And that's either to one, just reinforce that she is going to become more important to the overall story. I want EWL to have a women's league. Or to insinuate that she might, at some point in the run of the show, become pregnant with Ace's child. God, I hope not. I fucking hope not, too. Here's what I, here's what I want. But those are two like reasonable literary viewpoints to take on it, right? Here's what I want. DW, FWD does Be, not have a women's division. Yeah, because FWD is hardcore wrestling, and in general, hardcore wrestling does not have women's divisions. Yeah. Can I explain what I meant real quick by like becoming more important to it? And that is that she is holding a representation of new life, and starting a women's division for DWL could be new life to yeah, be wrestling. Yeah, drawing in new people. So like, she could be representing new life in terms of the wrestling, or she could be, or it could be like insinuating the possibility of her becoming pregnant with Ace's child, which I don't want that one. I like the convoluted literary interpretation of her breathing new life in the DWL by bringing in a women's division. Well, she's also good at booking. Like, even that too. though Even though the booking that she kind of like rewrote for Ace for his like trial in front of Wild Bill was bad and that you can't give the title to somebody leaving the company it was still good booking like okay so what it feels like is she had the constraint of ace being like i have to win this match yeah so she made him win the match in her booking but in the best way that she could do it yeah so i think like she's definitely gonna become a bigger player going forward in the show again the first episode's only six seasons three episodes are out now episode four comes out sunday night at midnight there will be more tits people because this is a star's original series i also like how the first episode is six seasons the first episode is six seasons <laughs> and a movie. Yeah. So um, we kind of finished up with the hospital scene and uh, it's kind of back to Jack and Stacy's normal everyday life at the end. Yeah. Jack heads off to work. He just shows up late. Like, it's not the next morning. It's after the delivery. Mm -hmm. And his boss is throwing a fit because he didn't come in earlier. And, you know, Jack has kind of a legitimate reason. Oh, uh, no. It's, it's the same day as the... As the That's the, what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He comes in after the delivery. Yeah, yeah. After yeah, seeing the baby. Day, yeah. And his boss is fucking blowing up on him because he's, you know, not working even the entire day. He's working like half the day. Yeah. He's like, I thought you said you only needed three hours. It's been like four and a half. Yeah. And he storms into the manager's office, doesn't say anything. Also, we can see his black eye and his second black eye that he got from the bar fight. Yeah, and like, which that's is important, important because his manager was like, your, your black eye is creeping up the customers. Get some of your wife's makeup and put it on. Yeah, and he, he doesn't do that here. He tried he, earlier. He was sitting in the car and he like tried and then he's like, fuck okay. this. And just headed in. Yeah. So he storms into the office, doesn't say anything to his manager when his manager just blow up. Walks into like the little bathroom they have in there and we hear like clanging around. We see his boss like whiten and go visibly like scared he's like what what are you doing in there and ace just not ace jack just comes back out with a chair still, still chair he's oh, oh my god he's got a still chair he's gonna bash him over the head and 
his bus is just like frozen because he he's thinking what I just said. Yeah, and then Jack just sets the chair down in front of his desk and gets to work. Yep. And then we go back to his house, cut over to his house, and Stacy's just looking around. The squirrels are still in the fucking attic. So she goes up to the attic with a BB gun, shoots the squirrels. Mm-hmm. They dead. And then she hops on the lo- on the mow- walks to the fridge, opens a beer. Yep. And then hops on the lawnmower and starts mowing the lawn because a lot of the subplot of this episode is Stacy feeling like Jack. Doesn't listen to her and she doesn't have a lot of input in what they do. Well, and that Jack keeps saying he's going to do stuff around the house, but he won't do it. Because he's busy doing other shit. Yeah. So this is her finally stepping up and doing shit. Because honestly, up until this point, she does literally nothing but cook. And maybe laundry. Seeing at the church. Yeah. She, she's not like taking care of the house. Like she does watch Thomas when he's home from school, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like. And the way they talked about arranging with the squirrel problem earlier was that Jack was going to call a guy to come trap him. Mm-hmm. A thing she could have done. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's in charge of finances anyways. Mm-hmm. But she, yeah, this is her actually like taking action in like making sure stuff gets done. Yeah. So that, that's the end of the episode. We just see Stacy riding around on the lawnmower drinking a beer. Feels like some strong character growth for her. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the end of episode two. Thoughts, Josh? There's no wrestling in this episode. So this episode is lesser than episode one. But this one has the great gimmick of turquoise great in quotation marks but no actually this this episode's still really good we get like a lot of in-depth with the characters we're still we still don't have a lot of information about like apoc as a character or like diego or rooster rooster more <laughs> but not and like a lot a lot same with bobby although bobby literally lives on a trailer on the dwl property like we see the trailer we see it in this episode but we don't know what he lives in it. we just see a trailer i haven't watched episode three yet <laughs> I'm not going to watch episode four, five, and six as soon as they come out. I don't love this show already. <laughs> what are you talking about, Justice? The show is great. It really is. And like, it's not just great because of the wrestling. It's also great because of the storytelling and the dialogue. And I know you said in this episode there wasn't any wrestling, but we do have the bar fight scene. And that's also a really well choreographed scene. Yeah, it's a really good fight scene. And also, Crystal's Hurricarada is actually fucking excellent. Yeah, so your consensus for the show is you would watch more of it. Yeah, and I think even if I wasn't a wrestling fan, I would enjoy the show. Okay, allow me as someone who's really... I don't categorize myself as a wrestling fan at all. Yeah, no, I, I used to as a child. Whatever. Cool. Lots of people. But nowadays, <laughs> I don't really give a shit about wrestling like, at all. Like, occasionally you'll be like, look at this cool fight. I'll be like, yeah, that's 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 neat. That's talented. They did good work there. It was nice and fluid. I, I can I can also just go watch a Wuxia film and have just as much enjoyment. And you bash those, and I don't know why. Wuxia is lame. No. It's literally like wrestling, but better. No, because it, it's, it's like... Stu- <laughs> it's like wrestling, but better. Fight me. In the ring or a Wuxia film? <laughs> King of Fighter style. Combine the two. <laughs> so I also enjoy the show, though. Like, even outside of wrestling, it does a, a dynamic drama story as well so far. And the in the ring works really well. And I don't think you have to like wrestling or really even know much about wrestling to appreciate what they're doing there. Yeah, because it's, they hand feed you the terms. They do. That, that is very, very true. But... The terms don't really matter in the long run. They're literally just using the terms to make it feel more real for people that do watch wrestling. The terms are just jargon. Mm -hmm. Like, wrestling fans will pretend like if you don't know what the terms are that you can't be a wrestling fan. Literally, it's like if Game of Thrones didn't call Dragonglass Dragonglass, you'd still be fine if they called it Obsidian. Yeah, like... The term doesn't particularly matter. It's just to add flavor to the world. Yeah, well, I mean, even it's not just flavor, but, like, if you, like, talk about a good guy in wrestling, and you just call him a good guy or call him, like, the hero, everybody knows what the fuck you mean. Yeah, exactly. Just because you're not calling him a face doesn't mean people don't know what you mean. And when you talk about, like, a villain or the bad guy, or, like, why are people why are people cheering that bad guy? We all know you mean the hill. Yeah, so 
show is still enjoyable from all aspects of that. And I mentioned it like once with the shot of Jack on the bridge with the GoPro. That it was a nicely filmed shot, but the film, not the film, I mean technically, the show has good cinematography throughout it though. Yeah. Nothing super stand out in my opinion other than that bridge shot just because I like the way that is assembled. I like the balance of Jack on the screen and the way they have it set out. And I really just like the location they chose with the old wooden bridge. Like I'm talking old, old wooden bridge where you literally have two lengths of plank going all the way down to mark where your fucking tires go. There's more obviously to it, but that is you drive on this or you might fuck up your car. <laughs> and the, the music they use some odd music choices at points but it still fits really well with the show and the way they kind of put the entire composition of it together yeah like watch the show the montage scene is set to irma thomas irma thomas's anyone who knows what love is yes like that scene is not a scene that i would have ever thought would have worked but it does it works really well like <sighs> we said so good yeah this is this is a good show i, I think stars is being a little Playing it a little safe here, giving it only six episodes in the first season. Yeah. And I really hope that doesn't, like, bode negatively for its future. You, you know a way to make sure it doesn't bode negatively for the future? If, if all lots of our people fans watch go it, watch it. Yeah, if just everyone listening to this goes to watch the show, you don't even have to watch it the day it premieres. Just, like, watch it within two weeks, I think, is generally what they go with for Nielsen ratings. I don't I, th- know. I think they still use fucking Nielsen ratings. Is the Nielsen rating system still a thing? And I also think Nielsen ratings like 24 hours. It's it's a lot shorter than two weeks. I think, so I'm pretty damn sure they did change the Nielsen rating system like how long after. Mm. Well, the important uh, but thing, I don't even know if it's a thing anymore at this point. The important thing is if Hills doesn't get a season two, it's specifically your fault. Just and, like being human. And I will be personally upset with you. Mm-hmm. And he will hunt you down and find you and hit you with a Hurricane Rana. There's a lot of issues with that. A, you're threatening people. <laughs> B, I can't do a hurricanrana. <laughs> and C, I'm way too lazy to do that. Hey, hey, you're the face. I'm the hill, okay? This is how we play it. <laughs> Again, we can't threaten people. I'm too lazy. I can't physically do a hurricanrana. There's a lot of problems <laughs> there, but I can do a super kick. There we go. He'll do a super <laughs> kick instead. Again, you can't threaten people. Yeah. Anyways. I- Sorry that this was a two-parter, guys. It just ended up being almost two and a half hours long. Yeah. So if you want to complain about that, you can email us at copilotsreview at gmail.com. Or you can tweet us at copilotsreview. Or you can go to our website, copilotsreview.simplecast.com, where you can find a link to that Twitter, that Gmail, or our Discord where you can complain. Or you can go over to our YouTube where that episode probably won't be up yet. Or, but you can but find you, a comment, you can find another video and comment about how bad we are and how much you hate us on those instead. And how irregular our YouTube upload schedule is. Yeah. Anyways, though, guys, thank you for flying with us, and please fly again soon.